It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. It is 6.56 on that very same Blitz 1170 here on Thursday, or as we call it, other Friday. He is Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. Uh, 918-262-5072 is our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line, which, by the way, we had a text as we were headed to that break, and it, it just says, what Tony Romo should do is shut the <clears throat> up. <laughs> but then it follows. Right well, it follows the last two words, too needy. Mm. It's an interesting way to put it, and I think it's actually a little bit spot on. Yeah, It's as though consistently he wants Jim Nance to confirm that he's right or whatever. And again, I, I got to admit, I liked Romo when he started, but I think he's become yeah. a very quick caricature of himself, and that's mm. that's too bad. And now it's just, well, you just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I agree. <clears throat> uh, we'll leave it at that. How about that? <laughs> 6.57, coming up in about a half hour, Ryan Aver, our OU Insider. We have much, much to talk about today, and we'll continue doing that. We'll keep you updated on what happened in Kansas City yesterday. The latest 22 hurt. Nine of those were children. None of those other injuries believed. They were very serious and critical initially, but it's believed they'll all recover. One person did die, a radio host there, as a matter of fact. Um, and, and she was a, a DJ they described her as, so I'm assuming she wasn't in sports mm-hmm. talk. Her name was Lisa Galvin. She had his, also leaves, by the way, two children there. So we'll keep you updated on that if we can find out anything else. Three people we know have been detained. In the meantime, at 6.58, let's go ahead and turn back the old Wayback Machine. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's today in sports history with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, February 15th. 1905, the first thoroughbred horse race meets at Oaklawn Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. 1916, New York Yankees buy Frank Home Run Baker from the Athletics for $37,500. Home Run seems like a pretty solid nickname in baseball. No matter about you. 1930, Winona Mustangs beat the Toluca Wildcats in an Illinois basketball tournament in 10 overtimes, 26-22. 1932, the third Winter Olympic Games close at Lake Placid, New York. 1964, Bill Bradley scores 51 points for Princeton. 1970, Ard Schenk becomes the world champion all-round skater. 1973, Friendsville Academy in Tennessee ends a 138-game basketball losing streak. 1980, NHL Oiler Wayne Gretzky assists on NHL record tying seven goals in an 8-2 victory over Washington. 1987, Masters champion Craig Stadler is disqualified from Andy Williams Open for kneeling on a towel to make a shot. 1996, American boxer Tommy Morrison announces he has contracted HIV, a diagnosis he later claimed to be false. 1996 as well, Bill Belichick is fired by the Cleveland Browns, finishing with a record of 36-44. and 44. 2004, NBA All-Star Game, Staples Center in Los Angeles. The West beat the East 136-132. Shaquille O'Neal of the Lakers is the MVP. And 2018, Denver's Nikola Jokic records the fastest triple-double in NBA history, 14 minutes and 33 seconds, and the Nuggets win over Milwaukee. Jokic finished with 30 points, 17 assists, and 15 rebounds. Birthdays today, February 15th, 1941, Austin Savage, Welsh hockey player. 1949, Ken Anderson, former Bengals quarterback. 1957, Jimmy Spencer, American race car driver. 1960, Daryl Green, former Redskins cornerback. 
1964, Mark Price, former Cavs guard and Oklahoma native. 1974, Tim Hall, former Raiders running back. 1997, Justin Reed, Chief Safety. And 1997 as well, Derek Jones Jr., Mavericks guard. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. And thank you, Triad, for bringing us that. 701 here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Now time for Not Sports, another segment that is, by the way, sponsorable. All right, so uh, this one, I've actually talked about this one the year with you right here. This one's a little tragic for some people. That breakfast of yours this morning should taste just a little sweeter. The man who created Pop-Tarts has died. Oh, wow. Bill Post, 96 years old. 96 years old. We, we need to do something big for the Pop-Tarts Bowl next year. Did you have some? I didn't have them to today. honor him today, but right. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go get some um, brown sugar ones. Yep, 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 yep. He, uh, he, says, he says, he always said, you know, it's really a team effort, blah, blah, blah. But it was him at 96 years old. I no word on whether they'll bury him in a pop tart shaped coffin. Mm. Uh, and I didn't see whether he gave a flavor either. But of course, if you look at the pictures of him, this looks like everybody's grandpa, which is kind of fun, <laughs> right? All right, um, you are you're a guy who has to go out and buy groceries. What do you spend at, on an average month? You think on groceries? Gosh, um, five hundred and fifty dollars. Is that what you think you spent? Yes. I'm surprised that much for one person. What are you eating? <laughs> It's it's not new, Rick. It's just one of those things where once again you throw me at some number that I have to guess, and I just I just go for it. Oh, so you don't remember? Actually, no. remember? Okay, it would sound like that sounds like a lot for you. I mean, okay. I, I, especially because I know you like eat with family a lot and that kind of thing I do. too. So yeah. that can you know mooch a little if you but will. This economy, Rick. <laughs> Come on. Well, what I have here is a list of the states in which it is the most expensive weekly to buy groceries. Okay. It is not surprising that at the top, uh, the national average, by the way, is 270 bucks. At the top Dang. is California. That's a week now. So you're looking at, you know, oh, okay, what, no, a thousand, no, no, no. You're a little over okay. a thousand. You're looking at a thousand eighty dollars, if my math is right, uh, t- times four. <clears throat> California, number one at 297, not a surprise. Nevada's number two. That surprised me a little bit. $294. You know, Nevada, especially if you're in the Vegas area, there's so much money made off those casinos. Like, for instance, if you ever go to Nevada, they got fantastic roads. Oh, yeah? <laughs> especially, oh, God, yes. I mean, the money the state makes and the city makes from those casinos. They actually put it into the roads? <laughs> well, it's it's the money. You know, they have taxes, right? And the taxes yeah. go to the state. The state uses that money. Uh, their roads are just brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. The last time I was there, I mean, mm-hmm. at least they were. I mean, they're 294, which surprised me a little bit. Mississippi was third, and that really surprised me. Mm. That is not an area you'd think of being third no. most expensive at $290. Then the state of Washington, 287. Florida, not surprised, number five, 287. New Mexico is sixth, and that surprised me. At 286, heck, it's just live on green chilies. It can be cheaper. <laughs> Texas is seven at 286. Again, you know, they grow a lot of stuff in Texas. Why is it that expensive? Yeah. Louisiana's number eight, Colorado nine, and Oklahoma's 10th. Look at us. How can we be that expensive? Well, did you see the number that I just said, Rick? It's, yeah, well, it's 279. <laughs> it's, it's right at 280. Okay. $279.16 on average. And what they did is they went and they just purchased kind of average things that average families would. Milk and cheese and bread and, you know, you name it, all those kinds of things. I don't know. Almost $280? I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know that we spend that for three people. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Doesn't I, say, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, well, if I'm guessing... 
my guess, and I, well, I'm, I don't really have to guess because I, I'm the one who looks at the credit card bill because we don't, <laughs> that's all we use. We use one credit card because it's, it's got points and cash back. Yeah. So we use one credit card for everything, and every day I go pay it off. I go look at it at the end of every day, and then I pay it off for the beginning of the day, depending on what we're doing. Um, I'm going to guess it's probably about 450 Okay. It really isn't much. Now, <clears throat> I'm only eating about 1,200 calories a day, and it's mostly stuff that grows, sticks and twigs. <laughs> so I'm really pretty, nice <laughs> I'm pretty cheap to feed. And we only go out one time a week. We go out and try to have lunch together on Sundays if we can do that. So it's only once, which it doesn't average a lot. But if you're talking about groceries themselves, I, yeah, at max, we're spending five, I think, a okay. month. And that's really about it. A good chopper, my wife is, and, and that, that helps a lot. Uh, oh, 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 the dictionary has added 327 new words or phrases. Oh, my. I, I, okay, I've not even heard this one. Okay, I know. I'm old. Girl dinner? Uh, yeah, no idea. You've heard that? No. Okay, good. Uh, skip lagging? Nope. Nope, I'm neither. Range anxiety? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, well, see, it's not just me then. Uh, those are just some of the things they're being at, they're being, they were being added. It's better uh, than what I thought. <laughs> like, so I, was, I was thinking I was going to hear like Riz and some of those cool little terms well, you know, these days. You but, might uh, be, uh, but apparently, right. girl dinner it means an often attractively presented collection of snacks that involve little preparation, such as small quantities of cold cuts, cheese, fruit, cherry tomatoes, etc. Now, how's that a girl dinner? <laughs> I thought it was just going to be simply a bunch of girls going out to dinner. That's what anybody <laughs> would think. You know, when people talk about, like, girl boss, it's a girl who's a boss, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, all right. Well, they, they go on to say that girl dinner is, quote, deemed sufficient to be the equivalent of a meal for one person. Yeah. Okay. Skip lagging. Uh, it's apparently a workaround to avoid paying a higher fare for a direct flight to one's destination. And now that I see that then I do remember what they were talking about. Okay. You know, there was a time when you were booking airline tickets, you could book a layover. I mean, you could actually choose your layover, and people would, instead of having a three-point ticket, so say Tulsa to Vegas to L.A., you would say you're going Tulsa to L.A., and you would just choose a layover in Vegas of a day and a half. Hmm. Well, you got three, you got two destinations and you didn't pay anymore. <laughs> Can't do that now. Mm. I mean, you can book a ticket to, to LA that happens to go through Vegas and just get off the plane, but you're going to lose the second half of it, right? right. I, mean, I mean, you may have a layover, but it's not going to be very long. And so they, that kind of goes along some of those lines right there. Well, that's just among the many, many, many things being added. You're welcome to go look all of them up if you want. Now, speaking of airplanes, we've heard a lot of reasons for planes to turn around and go back. Yeah, we had a dog poop in the aisle. We had a person who was uh, un- uncontrollably flatulent. Mm. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That's a lot of that stuff. I, but many things. And of course, we've seen the unruly passengers. Well, this flight, it was a Delta flight. Someone put rotting fish in the overhead. Now that's a problem. And this yeah. is Detroit. This is uh, to Detroit from Amsterdam. It's a Gosh. long flight. Well, you start to. <laughs> What is that? And then here was the thing that made it turn around. Maggots begin falling uh, out of the overhead. On the people. See, this is the stuff we need to be watching out for more than bringing like a bottle of lotion or whatever ah. under the plane. Oh, can you imagine? You know? And at first you wouldn't know what that. What is that? Yeah. That's a life. 
<sighs> that's just as dangerous. Oh, let's just hope it didn't like a fall in a salad when you're not looking or something along mm. those lines. Do they still give you salad? Is that protein? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, oh, oh, I didn't want to think about that. Uh, uh, do you like game shows on TV? Yeah, I, I like Family Feud and stuff. There are a couple of brand new ones coming. Scrabble and Trivial Pursuit are both coming to the CW. Just FYI, in case you in case you like game shows, you'll be able to see those here in uh, the next few weeks or years or whatever it is. Uh, and then a couple other things here before we are moving on. Uh, we have some birthdays that are not sports. Jane Seymour, Live and Let Die, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She's 73 years old today. Uh, let's see, who else here? Uh, Amber Riley from Glee is 38, only 38. Man, good for her, right? And World by the Tail at 38. Uh, let's see, uh, the guy who invented the Simpsons. Matt, oh, uh, how about that? Is it graining or groaning? I never remember how to pronounce no. the last name. Never watched this. Seventy. He is seventy. Uh, man, Claire Bloom, the the haunting crimes and misdemeanors, is believe it or not ninety three years old today. Uh, and now some. Uh, how about music? Now you talk about having it all. Megan the Stallion's twenty nine. Man. Yep. Only twenty nine. I know, only twenty nine. Her, by the way, her fit, her commercial for the fitness company, Planet Fitness. Yeah, Planet yeah. Fitness. You know, I'm Mother Fitness. Yeah, I, I think it's. I love it. I mm-hmm. just think that's really cool. I, I actually, I think she's really talented. Uh, Brandon Boyd of Incubus is forty eight years old today. Good day. Uh, Melissa Manchester. You'd have to look her up, but a hell of a singer. She's seventy three years old today. Uh, let's see here. All right, this one got me. Do you know who the Kinks are? I want to say I've heard of them. Yeah, I mean, and they're not new or anything, but their drummer, Mick uh, Mick Avery, is 80. Mm, <laughs> not on. all rockers are young. <laughs> Speaking of that, Jake E. Lee from Ozzy Osbourne and Badlands is 67 years old. Mm. Holy cow, it happens in a hurry. All right, that's a look at Not Sports here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Salsa. I'm Rick Corey. We're 20 minutes away from our OU Insider. That is Ryan Aber. We are about to start baseball season. We, of course, have softball season underway, and that softball team continues to roll on. We'll get the latest as we get near spring practice. And, you know, last time we talked to Ryan, we were saying, you know, Porter Moser's team has been kind of up and kind of down and kind of up and kind of down, and they're still going from that, that high point to that low point. We'll get into that a little bit coming up as well here on the Blitz 1170. In the meantime, let me tell you what can be a high point for you all the time, and that is the service on your commercial door. If you're a business owner, and I am, I have a small business myself, you know it's important to protect what's in that space. In my case, it's dive gear. Lots and lots of dive gear. Lots and lots of expensive dive gear. And I don't want it Well, there's several things I don't want. I don't want people getting in. That's obvious. I don't want it to be way too hot, and I don't want it to be way too cold because you can destroy that stuff. I also want it to make sure it keeps out all the water, all the moisture, all those things, and that's why I used Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division. Frank Sanders Jr. uh, has been doing this in town. His father started it in the 1960s, but the family since the middle of the 60s. So we're looking at 50-plus years' experience in being able to do this the right way. Okay, And when it comes to commercial, that's a very different thing. You want the elements outside. Be that cold right now, although we're going to tradition to what's going to become a stormy spring, and it'll be wet. It'll be rain. It'll be moisture that you want to keep outside because you don't want to, A, make your employees cold, wet, or unhappy, and you don't want your stock to be ruined. You don't need that. I don't need that. Yeah, I've, I've got dive gear. Yes, it can handle water. But if the wrong thing is getting wet, you can ruin it like that, and that's a lot of money. So what you do is you either have your door refurbed, or repaired or just replaced by Overhead Door Tulsa's commercial division. 
And there's no reason to go it anywhere else because no one has this experience. No one knows at a glance what you need. You might just need it adjusted. They might need to come out and you know and just do some adjustments here and there or, or insulate it so it keeps things warmer at the right time and cooler at the right time. Or you might need it replaced. And if you do, whether it's a hangar door at the airport, a specialized high-speed door, the kind of doors that roll up and down in delivery vans, any of those things, they're all commercial doors, all done by Overhead Door Tulsa. Now, the service contract would be important. It's what the city of Tulsa has for police and fire doors. They have to work. And who do they count on? Frank and the Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division. So if you have a business, trust me, just get them on your side. From the openers and the operators that work so hard and have to be right, to the doors themselves, to all the adjustments you can make, to resealing it, you your best bet is to do this. Go to OverheadDoorTulsa.com. That is OverheadDoorTulsa.com. And then click on commercial. Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Kansas City Chiefs extended defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. Spagnola guided the Chiefs to their second-best scoring defense. They allowed an average of 17.3 points per game. And the 49ers fired their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. After just one season with the franchise, San Francisco was still third in points allowed this season. And Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart was arrested for assault Wednesday night for punching Suns center Drew Eubanks at the arena hours before the teams played. That was according to the Associated Press. Phoenix police said Stewart was issued a citation and released. That's the winter roll of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Solson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. <laughs> Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. It's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, and that's exactly what you should do. Text us at 918-262-5072. Text there talking about Tony Romo said he doesn't credit the audience with being as smart as they are. We're football fans talking through the next plays like a DJ talking through a song. And that's, I mean, it's a really good point. It is. Mm-hmm. It's like you talk over the intro and then into the first line, and then you talk over the hook. <laughs> you got to learn not to do that. And, you know, with Nance, I'm surprised at some point that Nance doesn't just tell him, uh, at some point, shut up. <laughs> I wonder what goes on in the meetings, right? I wonder what's in his ear. I mean, there's a producer listening to this. There's somebody mm-hmm. out there monitoring all this. I mean, believe all of us have bosses. Yeah. <laughs> if you work in our business, you have 30 or 40 bosses. All right, so there's somebody out there doing it. So somebody likes it, and you know what? Nationally, maybe they like it. You know, you just tell me right now. I mean, that's one opinion right there. Uh, and mine is he talks too much. But what do you think? 918-262-5072. Tell me about what you think about Romo. Uh, we had some of that response because we've, we've heard some things in the last couple of days. Some of it has come from network level. What do you think? 918-262-5072. Do you like him? you think he talks too much? What do you think? Let me know. All right, that's Bryce Olson in the next room. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. In the meantime, one of the most brilliant things done during the Super Bowl was the Duncan commercial. But it wasn't just the the commercial, the Dun Kings. <laughs> First, Matt Damon's, you know, standing there looking embarrassed wearing the tracksuit is just fantastic. So Duncan yeah. has the commercial come out, right? And it runs, and it's it didn't make top ten according to what I saw, but I don't know how it couldn't be top ten. It was fantastic. J-Lo's in it, you know, Affleck, and Tom Brady is in it. I mean, come on, how do you not like this? Well, then that runs, and they <laughs> the, the tracksuits, and I never even thought the tracksuits were I did 
I should have realized they're going to sell all that merchandise, right? Well, those tracksuits sold out in 19 minutes. Hmm. And I told my wife, and she said, where is someone going to wear that? I said, I don't know. I really don't Dunkin know. Dunkin' Donuts. I, what do you think? Or, or Halloween. <laughs> yeah, Halloween uh, I don't Dunkin have a clue. But they sold out in 19 minutes. I never even saw what they cost, but I'm sure it wasn't cheap. So that's brilliant there. Because marketing-wise, they just, that's fantastic. Well, then, like a day and a half later, they released what they called the quote-unquote outtakes. Now, the outtakes were about a minute long, and it wasn't really an outtake. It was staged. It was... Matt Damon playing catch with Brady and in the studio, and they're dressed in the in the tracksuits and the whole thing. And Brady says, Hey man, did you play? Oh no, I didn't. And then and then Affleck, you know, he comes in, hey, let me show you. I want you to throw it to me and throw it as hard as you can. And it goes whizzing by his head, and, you know, and and he says, I wasn't ready. So that's brilliant because they followed it up with something else. Well, they followed that yesterday with a four-minute full cut version. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you Duncan planned this from day one. Drop this year, this year, this year, continue the conversation. Keep it going. Absolutely. So I'm going to play that four minutes for you. So to set it up, because obviously there's a visual involved here, you got Affleck wandering around the studio himself, and he's dressed in this in the in the you know in the tracksuit, you know, trying to figure out what to do, trying to talk to J Lo about getting an opportunity to be on the record, which is why in this spot she says, We talked about this. <laughs> uh, and, and a little bit of Damon too. So here's the full four-minute version they dropped yesterday, to which I saw several national people said, Oscar-worthy right now. Oh, my God, he was so bored. Why does he look so bored? Bored. Keep laughing. Said I was bored. No. Studying. Always watching. Who's on the stage? What moves can I steal? I can do that. Why could it be? What's going on, baby? I'm in the office, in the editing studio. It's a fun thing for me because I don't really, I've never done, you know, any music thing or anything like that. I think because of that, I had this crazy dream you're going to laugh. I had come up with like some beats and some rhythms. And then you were like, that's dope. I love that. Like, that's amazing. That's like a whole new sound. We, maybe we should put that on the record. I even had like a persona like J-Lo or like B-Lo. That's the bad version, obviously. Do you have any time today if I wanted to squeeze by and like, I understand. Jen, you know, not the only one with a dream. Not the only one with, with an identity and a self-expression and the truth. Chance, what's going on? These are the beats right here. CD? Big time music expert. You don't know where music comes from? Goes well, on I, CDs, Papa. I do remember those. This is rough, but it's also finished. What you hear there is like, that's the soul of it. I'm still down with Duncan. Should I do the dance with it or not? Um, probably not. This is a rehearsal. We'll be here all day. I'm not bored. I'm locked in. I got like this or too subtle. I should be on that stage. I'm a dancer. You don't know who Ben Affleck is? Are you kidding though, right? That's it. No. Is that you? I am Ben. I know. That's oh. a bit of a younger picture. Jennifer Lopez's husband. That's cool. I'm a um, kind of influencer myself of well, sorts. What do you do? Uh, I do some acting and writing and directing of movies, which are a long-form entertainment that were popular in the 20th century. Okay, I dream of donuts. Well, you know, I think if I do that, people could be overwhelmed. We can always do like a step. Bing, step. right? Boom. Yeah. Is that cool? I mean, yeah. Who is TikTok? One. 
They tell you you're no good. You're a goofy, middle-aged, clumsy white guy with no rhythm and you can't sing on key. You're not coordinated. That means I can't be a pop star? Mm -hmm. Underestimate Boston. Mm -hmm. At your peril. This is me now. Last year she comes by my spot, don't ask permission. Now I'm just gonna go in there and show her what I can do. Here's why I know it's right. It's because there's a voice. Don't do this terrible mistake. That might be what you need to hear. No, that's the wrong no, voice. No, it's not. What if it's a voice or a reason? Nah, I don't have that voice, believe me. You could do this. He's here. No. Uh, Flack on the track. Tommy on them keys. Play a coach. Got it. I'm going long, John. Oh, and needs no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend, man. You said you were gonna support me. No, Henry, no. Okay, now we know from there on it's the commercial itself, but the rest of it leading up to it, all the people trying to dissuade him and all that is just really classic. And really all it is is it continues the marketing, which was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant on their part. So you can find that that video really easily if you want to. And I'll say this. I said it yesterday. I don't think Aflac can act his way out of a bag. But I thought in this, he was actually kind of funny. <clears throat> you know, the Boston accent, which he's really good at. Mm. He looks the part. And he, the one part where the girl's saying, well, yeah, I guess that's okay. He's trying to show her dance moves, and it's just horrid. <laughs> which I'm sure is part of the, part of the thing as well. Uh, and, but now I'd like to follow... What are the sales that Duncan like, not for tracksuits, but for donuts and the other things mm. they do in those few days since that time? I think it's got to explode, right? I mean, <laughs> you'd think. I, well, I, I, did, I was able to find that uh, at shopduncan.com yeah. where you can get the tracksuits. It's 60 bucks each. You know, it's less than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's uh, what I, I thought too. Are they having back in stock now? Uh, not that I know of. But they just talked about how they sold out instantly, and they relieved the price on that. So, I'll get back uh, on that. I would love to see you know what their stock does. I don't know that it'll affect their stock for a quarter because that's obviously a big jump. But I would love to see what this the overall sales is. If nothing else, though, people people go, well, "That's funny." I remember them. Heck, I'll stop by. You know, one of those <laughs> kinds of numbers, something along those lines. So that that might be fun too. But I, I just thought they had done a fantastic job of doing that. Seven twenty six on the Blitz eleven seventy. We've got a text here. I'd mentioned it at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. <clears throat> Pardon me, I wanted to ask about Tony Romo because he was in you know somewhat in the news again, and I. <laughs> I was listening again. It just drove me nuts. And I said, you know, I just can't take it. I I'm sorry. I just can't. And we had one texture this morning. He said, what he needs to do is uh, <clears throat> shut the uh, up. <laughs> uh, and he said, too needy, which kind of he sounds like. Well, this one comes in. It says, I like Romo. I guess he'd be annoying at times, but he's trying to explain the game and what's happening to those of us who don't know the game very well. Those of us that know the game well, just ignoring it, kind of let it go through one ear and out the other. Sometimes, though, I just mute the sound. <laughs> and you know, I responded, well, look, I get the muting part. And it's, you know, this comes from, by the way, from 1965. Thank you for that text. I get the muting part, you know, when that happens. I, I understand. I also understand, because I, I'm a color analyst myself, all this for radio, 
you do have to f- to walk a line. I've said this before between don't overexplain and don't underexplain, and that's really hard to do. Everybody listens at a different level. There, are, you know, Steve August was telling us when he was in here, the former Seattle Seahawk and the number, you know, first round draft choice out of the University of Tulsa said, hey, I like what you do because you explain it in an understandable manner, which I was really happy about. Now, that dude really knows football. Does that mean yeah. that I'm speaking over someone's head who doesn't? And it's really, that's a balance. It absolutely is a balance. Now, it's a little different on TV when the pictures tell more of a story, but it is hard. And, and sometimes to go to get it in quickly is not necessarily easy. And so I, I get that point. And if you know what, if it doesn't bother you, then then that's great. But for me, it just makes me nuts. I like Greg Olson better. And from what mm. I've heard of Brady and just breaking down the Super Bowl, working up to it, I think he's going to be fantastic. And yeah. so that I'll I'll absolutely give a listen to. 729 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Coming up, we're going to talk to Ryan Aber, our OU Insider. If you have a question for Ryan, football, basketball, softball, baseball, whatever, gymnastics where they are owning the world, 918-262-5072. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here in the Blitz 1170 in Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. The Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. There was an in-state trifecta for our college girls team, starting with the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. They ended a six-game losing skid. They beat Texas Tech in Lubbock 60-50. Hannah Gusters led the team with 24 points. Freshman Staley Hurd added 16. The Oklahoma Sooners improved to 12-1 and in league play for the first time since 2009 as they beat the Baylor Bears in Norman 84-73. Kirsten Johnson led the team with 20 points off the bench. Peyton Furholst had a double-double with 16 points and 11 rebounds. And the TU Golden Hurricane were down 13 with five and a half minutes to go, but were able to rally to beat UTSA 74-70. Tamara Poindexter was the game's leading scorer with 20 points. Delaney Crawford had 15. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We do, as a matter of fact. It's 735 on the Blitz 1170, and now that I have kind of straightened out who played where and when, (laughs) geez, that's what happens, Ryan Aber, when you're trying to do too many things at one time. Our OU insider is Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoma, and he doesn't make that mistake very often. However, to what I said, the OU women are playing some really good basketball right now, aren't they? Yeah, they really are, and and that win last night, not only good just on the surface, beating uh, the number 21 team in the country and solidifying their place at the top of the Big 12, but also the way that they did it, to have Skylar Van be on the bench with foul trouble for uh, most of the second and third quarters and still be able to pull away in those moments. I don't think that's something that they would have been able to do even earlier in this winning streak, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they weren't shooting really well, even though they were winning. And they've uh, seemed to have turned a corner uh, offensively. And I think that showed last night with uh, what people like uh, Kirsten Johnson and Peyton Verholst were able to do. And then Skylar Van at the end when they really needed her. Uh, was able to take over. You know, I, I saw something that said they really think uh, Coach Bronchak has kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say gotten control, but kind of focused all the energy in the right place. What would you think about her coaching job this year so far? 
Oh, it's been fantastic, and there's uh, you know little room to think otherwise. This is a team that lost to Southern in in late December, and you wondered were things just going to completely go off the rails. They they had lost uh, five of six. Uh, you know, Southern not a, a good team in the the SWAC, much less uh, playing a, a Big Twelve opponent in uh, Norman, but. I think that that experience of going through what they did in December, really the totality of December, helped galvanize this team and uh, focus them in a way that they weren't otherwise uh, going to be focused. And we've seen the results of that with them, uh, you know, going uh, 12 and one here mm-hmm. uh, to start the Big 12 and uh, being in a really good position to to win the regular season uh, conference title. Yeah, and that last night really helped because there was a couple, I think it was Kansas State who lost, which it's kind of helped him a little bit. In the meantime, Porter Mosier's team would like to find some of that consistency right about now, wouldn't they? Yeah, they really would. And, uh, you know, just it seems that every time you think maybe they're taking a step forward that uh, uh, things go the other way on them. And, and that was the case, certainly. Uh, the other night at Baylor, I think the the biggest thing though was the loss of uh, Rivaldo Suarez late in that game. He has been fantastic uh, for them uh, lately. I believe it's whatever his last uh, six games that averaged almost 13 points a game. Had been uh, you know shooting uh, over 65 percent. Just really, really had uh, come on strong for them here over these last few games, and it didn't look good at all for him with that ankle injury wouldn't put any putting any weight on it afterwards and uh, they're going to have to dig deep to to find something to to uh be successful on Saturday against Kansas because even though Kansas is going through some things themselves uh right now certainly coming off a, a surprise blowout loss um you know they're still really dangerous and uh, uh you know you don't want to say this is a must win game for the Sooners but you know, it's, uh, it can be a pretty critical one when yeah. you look at the NCAA tournament and uh, what it could mean. You know, we talk about the Big 12 being a grinder. We said that before. And we we mentioned yesterday, and I'll get your opinion on this. Again, we're talking to Ryan Aber. He's our OU insider for the Daily Oklahoma, and we'll find out what he's writing a little bit later on. When we had the newcomers coming in, we knew Houston was going to be good. We didn't think UCF would be great. We knew Cincinnati had a great past, but – and then BYU, a bit of an unknown – all four of them. I mean, UCF has beaten Oklahoma and Kansas down there. Cincinnati's been really tough. BYU's really good. I think the four are better than we thought they'd be in college basketball. What's your opinion? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Like you said, you know, Houston, everybody expected them to be sort of along the lines of what they've been. And certainly no surprise there for anybody who's uh, been around Kelvin Sampson at all. Mm-hmm. But for 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 BYU to uh, do what they've been able to do this year and be you know pretty consistently in the top 25 and uh, you know Cincinnati's been dangerous. Uh, we know what their their history is, but I think that they've been even better than uh, a lot of people thought and have a chance to uh, you know potentially sneak their way into the tournament if they can finish strong here. And then uh, you know Central Florida, like you mentioned, beating uh, Kansas, beating Texas on the road. Uh, you know, really like the job that Johnny Dawkins has done down there. I don't think they're going to be a tournament team this year, but uh, certainly have come on much stronger than I think a lot of people expected. 740 on the Blitz 1170 with Ryan Aber, our OU Insider. I'm Rick Corey here along with Bryce Hulse. Ryan, you talked about Saturday being a big opportunity with Kansas. We know that they have uh, been beatable on the road, and especially with 
you know, not knowing whether Kevin McCullough will be back by then. I think he has a bone bruise from what Bill Self said, and that definitely affected them against Texas Tech. Do you look at that as uh, helping the big opportunity that OU has by not having Kevin McCullough as they did in the first time? Oh, yeah, I think certainly that's a, a an opportunity for them, but they've got to take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned on the other side, if, if Suarez can't go, that that's going to be really tough. They're going to have to get guys like Otega Owe and, uh, you know, some of those other uh, guys that have been uh, good at times but haven't been able to find that consistency to really uh, uh, step forward because they're, they're really going to need it against the Kansas team that's uh, backed or against the wall themselves in a little bit different way. I think they really need Milo Suzanne to have a, a strong game on Saturday. Um, but, uh, you know, Kansas is still dangerous even without, uh, you know, any of the guys that they've, they've had recently. Yes, they lost by almost 30 to Texas Tech, but uh, that, that doesn't happen very often to, to Bill Self teams and they generally bounce back pretty well when it does happen so a uh, big game on Saturday uh, in Norman for sure. You know you said Kansas is going through some things and they are and everybody has some ups and downs everybody has injuries or that kind of thing what do you see them going through what do you think the bigger keys or, or problems are I mean getting hammered the way they did at Tech not the Tech's not good but holy cow yeah it's, it's just it's a, a lot of things I think defensively they're not what they've been uh, for pretty much the entirety of the, the Bill Self era. They don't have that, uh, you know, lockdown guy who you just count on uh, day in and day out to control things down low. And then, you know, some of the the injuries that they've had have, uh, you know, really wrecked them and, and kept them from finding really any level of continuity uh, this season. And, uh, you know, I, I think certainly – uh, they've got a chance to, to turn it around here late, but it's uh, really unusual to see a team uh, coached by Bill Self to uh, go through the peaks and valleys like they've gone through here really over the last uh, month, month and a half. Yep. Just a couple of our moments with Ryan Aber, our OU insider here on the Blitz 1170. Turn quickly here to softball. I saw and heard the comments from – you know, about Jordy Ball and what had happened. And nobody in Oklahoma wishes her poorly, obviously. And Patty Gasso had nice comments there about her. But Gasso's team went and did exactly what they were supposed to do to Puerto Vallarta. They went and just controlled things and took off. No surprises there, I'm assuming, early on? Yeah, uh, not not at all. Certainly on the negative side, everything was uh, positive for them. Really went down there and uh, took care of business, outscoring their opponents 31-6, to I think, uh, you know, you look at a couple things. One, that Washington game and the way that they were pushed uh, to the brink like they haven't been very often uh, during this now 57-game uh, winning streak. And uh, I think they learned some things about their team in, in that game. And, and a couple of them won. Uh, you know, Riley Ludlam comes up with a big pinch hit late. And I, I think the way that she handled that situation, Patty Gasso said that her eyes were – Really big when uh, Patty called on her to uh, pinch hit there for Riley Boone late, but she came through in the, in the clutch and uh, you know, really uh, I think that's a big moment for her early in her Sooners uh, career Sooner season, and then uh, you know to to get the job out of Peyton Monticelli that they did uh, late in that game in the circle I thought was big for them. You know we know what to expect out of Kelly Maxwell and uh, Nicole May. But uh, for Peyton Monticelli to do that, I think, uh, solidifies her spot 
in that group. And then, uh, you know, the other really encouraging thing was uh, freshman Cassidy Pickering, the way that she started first collegiate at bat, uh, drills a grand slam, but then just the rest of the weekend, just really consistent, five of 11, seven RBIs overall. And uh, I think there's, there's a lot of really good things uh, coming from her uh, down the line for sure. And Patty Gasso said the other day that, uh, you know, she's a, a future captain. She didn't say she might be a future captain. <laughs> she didn't say any, there was no couching of it, any of that. And she said she told Cassidy Pickering that. And Cassidy said, yeah, I know. And uh, I think that that uh, sort of uh, goes to show the confidence of uh, that freshman uh, this early in her career. That's why you recruit people like that. There's no question. What about we skip over to the guy's side? What about Skip Johnson's team? What do you expect? Yeah, I think that they've got a chance to be uh, really good. Should be uh, better offensively this year. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, Jackson Willits fits in there. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be the starting shortstop for them. You know, Reggie Willett's son, and, uh, you know, obviously Reggie Willett's a, a, a great player in his own right. But uh, you know, really like what Jackson Willett's uh, brings to this offense. And the, the, on the defensive side, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, how that pitching staff comes together. They've got a chance, you know, with Skip Johnson there, that they'll have some arms. But a lot of those guys are uh, transfers in. It's a really a new look pitching staff for them, and uh, a lot of unknowns there. So, uh, really, it, I'm looking forward to getting a look at, at what those guys look like and how that group comes together here early in the season. Well, we can't leave without asking a little bit about football. Hearing anything out of those offices, I know it's going to be a little bit closer to spring ball. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the main thing. Obviously, the the couple of uh, NFL combine. Uh, invites that went out uh, earlier this week with the offensive linemen, Tyler Guyton and, and Walter Rouse and Andrew Rame, they getting that invite. No surprise there. I think that just goes to show what uh, Bill Biedenboe continues to, to crank through with offensive linemen, even though I know some people, uh, you know, talk about them underachieving this year and they did in some ways, but, you know, Tyler Guyton certainly physically, is just so impressive. I know we talked about him a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Senior Bowl and and some of those other All-Star games, but continues to impress and got a chance to be a first-round guy. But I really love Walter Rouse and, uh, you know, just his personality, his story. Uh, You know, his his grandfather uh, won a national championship in basketball and part of a, you know, a really historic team uh, there. And then uh, to be able to get the chance to, to make the leap to the NFL, but he's got some really big things uh, down the road for him. He's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but wants to be a doctor and, and do some really cool uh, things once his football career ends. But doesn't look like that's going to be very soon. But when you talk about OU for 2024, the biggest thing is spring coming up. Obviously, a dead time in recruiting, so not much uh, news going on there. But uh, spring football is right around the corner, and they're they're going to start here in uh, early March. You know, your point's well made because I mean, I I, I love that there's an outcome. A come, I love there's a scoreboard. There's a winner and a loser. I love the stories, the stories of the people who play this game. So, what are you writing for the Oklahoma in the next few days? Yeah, I think the the, the biggest thing is uh, one of the things we just talked about: Cassidy Pickering, uh, her her start and uh, what she's been able to do, and the story behind that. 
uh, on the softball side as they get ready to go down to, to Lake Charles, uh, Louisiana. And then uh, on, on the football side, taking a little bit uh, deeper look into NIL, and really not just football, but uh, all of the sports, uh, pairing up with Scott Wright, our OSU writer, to uh, write about NIL and what the athletic directors at both schools think needs to change mm-hmm. in, in that program as uh, you know this, this thing continues to evolve because we see with what's going on in Tennessee and Virginia – that uh, you know, there's still a big uh, range of the way that schools treat these things, and uh, you know there needs to be some uh, some level of consistency across the board. Otherwise, it's going to get uh, even more messy than it is now. Yeah, and we, we even saw Florida yesterday making an outcry saying they can't raise any money. Uh, so yeah, it is it is everywhere a little bit weird. Ryan, always great. Thank you very much for your time. It's a fun time up there right now. You got a lot of fun stuff to cover. Gymnastics is going through the roof. I mean, it's you you've got some ways to take your attention up there right about now. I hope you have a good time this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank you for so much for having me on, as always. You betcha. That is Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoman, and uh, when it comes to weekly guests, doesn't get any better than that one right there. He is Bryce Hall. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Got a couple more texts here about Tony Romo that I want to get into, and we'll do that after the break. Plus, I, I mentioned that Florida thing. I don't know if you'd seen that, but Florida yesterday was making a cry. Now, you know, they haven't been the last couple of years. I mean, they yeah, they... They had flashes. They beat Utah to start the year, and everybody thought, hey, they're back, and they haven't. But they're they're begging for money at Florida. At Florida. And they already had one kid who said he was going to go, and then they he got there, and the money wasn't there, so he's gone. You know, we saw that highly publicized. Uh, we yeah. may be getting to a time where this starts to correct itself, which we thought would happen mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. 750, it's the Blitz 1170. It's Thursday, or we call it other Friday, right here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Kansas City Chiefs extended defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. Spagnola guided the Chiefs to their second-best scoring defense. They allowed an average of 17.3 points per game. And the 49ers fired their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. After just one season with the franchise, San Francisco was still third in points allowed this season. And Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart was arrested for assault Wednesday night for punching Sun center Drew Ebanks at the arena just hours before tip-off. Phoenix police said Stewart was issued a citation and then released. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.